0: Hi guys, welcome to episode 13 of the Self-Propelled Flower. I am so excited that you guys tuned into the podcast and I am very excited to share today's topic. In today's topic, I just thought I should kind of give a note to my younger self. So in today's episode, your title is What I Wish I Knew When I Turned 21. Even if you're above 21, the point is I'm just trying to send a note to my younger self and I hope this can be of use to you. So without further ado, let's get into today's podcast. Hi guys, welcome to The Self-Propelled Flower. The Self-Propelled Flower is a Christian community that I have created to be a source of communication, conversation, and education for young women. Why did I create it? To be simple, I just want to be who I needed when I was a young woman. Who am I? I'm Tapiwasi Simukwai. I'm a Christian. I'm a wife. I'm a mother, a lawyer, and an academic. I hope that this platform can be a source of wellness and development for young women. Thank you so much for joining us. So where to start from? First of all I have to apologize. Our last podcast drop was I think October and I have to apologize and explain myself for what happened, where I have been, what's going on, I owe you at least that. So um, I think starting from June last year my 9 to 5 became my 5 to 9, meaning I was barely home, I was working almost 24 hours and I didn't have much time in Lusaka. However, I knew I had this mandate, I had this purpose, this obligation, whatever you want to call it, to ensure we have episodes out and I did as best as i could to record as many episodes as i could and so a lot of what you were listening to was probably recorded early in the year um when october came around i took off for work and i was on the road from october until january this year um it was really a roller coaster and the few times that i did have time to come back to lusaka and actually be able to record the podcast the one time i came back um you know, the person that assists us with the recording also had um, a bit of a challenge on their end. And that particular weekend, I obviously couldn't reach out and be like, oh, let's record when he was having a challenge as well. So because of that, um, I was kind of... Um you know, I didn't have time to record. Basically, (laughs) I wasn't around. And I hope even for the upcoming episodes, um, you guys will be understanding if there's a gap or anything. I'll try as much as possible to record beforehand. So you have the content out. Um, Some of you messaged me, some of you threatened me. (laughs) But um, the point is, I'm just trying to do my best and live in purpose and sometimes that might look different and I hope you guys will still be supportive of the podcast and tune in. So with that out of the way, um, we'll talk about what's to come for the community more through Instagram. But today I would like to get into the content just so that you have something to listen to and just so that I can offload. I also feel a lot like I have so much on my shoulders that I just want to tell you guys about and I'm so excited to be back. So without further ado, let's get into it. So um, these are going to be notes of what I wish I knew when I turned 21. And the biggest or where this podcast idea even comes from is I was having a conversation with my little brother last week and, you know, he really was being so sweet and cold and was just kind of um, being appreciative of, um, I guess, the fact that my husband and I put ourselves out there and kind of like allow him to learn from us. And he said a lot of things. And one of the biggest things he says is, um there's so many things that I wish I realized so much earlier, but I'm still happy that I'm realizing them now. And I just wish so many more people could know about them. And a lot of what I'll speak about came from that conversation. And I just want to shout out to you, Chipego, for inspiring this podcast. And yeah, um, the first thing is where and how you end up in life is up to you. I genuinely wish someone just told me that. Um, I think growing up I wasn't really aware of like I knew I had to work hard don't get me wrong I knew I had to go to school I knew I had to make money somehow I knew I had to make a life for myself like live in purpose and do all of these things but no one point blank told me where and how you end up in life is absolutely up to you, Tapiwa. It's not up to what your parents say. It's not up to what your friends say. It's not up to where you are in life, whether you come from an underprivileged background or you're privileged. It literally doesn't matter where you are. What you become in the future is ultimately, ultimately up to you. And I think that would have given me perspective to kind of know, um, the amount of responsibility that I had of myself, I think many of us tend to be aware of um, responsibilities that we have for other people. Say you take care of your siblings, you take care of your young brother or your young sister, you know, you have like other responsibilities. Maybe you think it ends at you just getting your degree, everything else will figure itself out. But there's more to that. Like what you actually become in life is ultimately up to you. All that your parents can do, your friends can do, your mentors and your church is support you in becoming who you actually work to be. Um, When I thought about this, I was thinking about in terms of my career, for example, um, if I was in university and I wanted to become a doctor, it was up to me to get the grades, to get into med school. And even if I didn't have the finance, work so hard that my results were brilliant to get a bursary or a scholarship into a medical school. Um, And at the end of it, if it meant me going to volunteer at a hospital just so that I could get a job, ultimately, that was up to me. And I think I was a bit oblivious to that. And I hope um, someone out there who may have been in the same situation that I was can kind of be... um, knowledgeable about this like I hope this can be like a wake-up call for many of you young people because I know there's so many young people who follow this podcast who may be in university maybe out of university and just are trying to figure out life one thing I want you guys to know is it's, it's up to you it's literally up to you so if you want to become brilliant and you know you want to become this outstanding person or this outstanding entrepreneur it's ultimately up to you when I think of this I also think about it in terms of um, the type of relationship and the type of marriage you ultimately have Um, you know when I was younger and I was kind of like dating around I wasn't really aware (laughs) like um, the type of relationship that I ended up in it was in my power to end up in that type of relationship you get what I mean so I remember being in a relationship and asking myself like oh my gosh why am I even here you know and I think I lacked awareness to know that if I wanted to be treated like a queen and to have soft life and to have all of these things in my relationship, it was up to me to ensure that I get with a guy that would give me that. And it was up to me to say, what type of a marriage ultimately do I want to have? You know, do I want to have a marriage where my husband leads our home and is a God-fearing man? Or do I want to have uh, a marriage where my husband is not God-fearing and, you know, we're casual Christians, we don't go to church? Ultimately, that was up to me. And I think, thank God, I ended up where I was because, my gosh, (laughs) sometimes when I think about it, I'm like, It was God's guidance and protection and his mercy ultimately that I ended up where I am because I wasn't very aware of a lot of things. I think I did start becoming aware when I grew, um, when I started having a personal relationship with God. But before that, when I was very casual in my Christianity, when I was very lukewarm, I didn't understand the impact that the decisions I made had on where I'd ultimately end up. And this also comes back to religious beliefs, what you believe in. Um, Are you going to be influenced by what you see on social media? Or are you actually going to take a stand for yourself and read the Bible for yourself and build um, beliefs that you actually stand on and can actually drive you to where you want to go? I've been reading a book by... Darren Hardy called The Compound effect, and honestly this book has just been brilliant for me it's been amazing um in the book one of the quotations that I took down was um where he says if it was to be it is up to me so literally I'm just like running with this right now maybe this month maybe for the rest of the year maybe for the rest of my life and I'm telling myself if it will be it is up to me like ultimately it, tapio runs the show you get what I mean it, ultimately whatever I choose whatever I decide today if I choose to ruin things for myself it's up to me if I want to become like I don't know this out of this world human being that also is up to me so ultimately how you analyze your life and what you do to change And maintain where you are. It's up to you. And I think this takes me back to um, the conversation I had with my little brother as I mentioned earlier. And part of that was um, one thing we never really did was analyze the families we came from. To kind of study patterns, to kind of study cycles, generational issues that come up and see how we could either maintain the things we liked or change the things we did not like. And that, that for me was like very eye-opening and, um you know, in us discussing, I was just telling him to say, you know, there's so many things and so many patterns that I see in our family now that I never paid attention to when I was young and I wish like literally when I turned 21, I saw that, okay, in marriages, this is kind of the pattern that goes on in my family or with people's education, this is kind of the pattern that goes. And I think that would have made me um, have a sense of responsibility for what I wanted to maintain, especially knowing that um, where you come from plays a huge background in who you become. And you pick up certain behavior patterns certain things and also the whole aspect of generational curses and generational blessings comes in you need to know what strengths surely do your family have what weaknesses do they have what do you want to pick up what do you want to change and that ultimately will sum up who you become so yeah number one where and how you end up is ultimately up to you the second point um, that i wish i knew the moment I turned 21 is start early, start with little and start small. And this particular lesson has a lot to do with finance. And like I mentioned, I'm reading this compound effect book. I'm going crazy. Um, I think last year we had Janosia on the podcast and, you know, she does financial literacy. And she mentioned this compound effect thing in a class, I remember. But um, I understood it. I began to apply it but i think reading this book has really opened me up to you know kind of understanding the depth to which this thing called compound effect can work for you in your life and um let's start with finance especially with finance um when you're young fresh off uni or in uni there's this kind of um i don't know what i can even call it But there's this vibe that's just there where, especially in Zambia, no one talks about things like investing, things like saving. Maybe now I'm beginning to see it more, but I remember being at Zika's and I don't remember anyone telling me, "Tapiwa, with the 500 you have, you can start early. You can start with little and you can start small. I think ultimately I was waiting for the day that I'd have a job where I'd be this legal practitioner getting, you know, 30,000 kwacha. (laughs) And, um, you know, then I would like look into savings, I'd look into um, investing, I'd look into finance. Um, But now I've learned about something called the compound effect and the fact that it's not about how much you have, but about the consistency that you have. And ultimately consistency builds results especially over time. So one thing I wish I knew is I wish someone whispered to me at that time and said, Tepiwa, start small, start early. You can do something with 500. Not to be an investment advisor or anything because I'm not, but you, know, you need to start looking into things like fixed deposits accounts, like unit trusts, like treasury bills, like government bonds. I feel like learning those things has really changed my life and realizing that you don't need... 100,000 kwacha to be able to start, I would have been way ahead of where I am now if I put those little 500 kwachas, 300 kwachas away in uni monthly and built something for myself. I know for sure that by now, I'll be speaking a different language. And I think one of the biggest things that financial literacy and reading this book has done for me is it's opened up my mind to... The possibilities and how endless they are, especially if you're diligent and consistent. Um, Also, when we go back to the Bible, um, I want to read Proverbs 6, verse 6 to 11. Um, I think I even put this up um, on Instagram the other day. It says, Go to the aunt you sluggard, consider her ways and be wise, which, having no captain, overseer or ruler, provides her supplies in the summer and gathers her food in the harvest." How long will you, sum, will you slumber or sluggard? When will you rise from your sleep? A little sleep, a little slumber, a little folding of the hands to sleep. So shall your poverty come on you like a prowler and your need like an armed man. Ah, mic drop, honestly. The Bible keeps giving. It's amazing how a lot of these... um. A lot of these topics and a lot of these principles on finance are literally in the Bible and are staring right at us. But we overlook them and we go past them. Um, The scripture here is telling us that literally an aunt, guys, having no leader, no overseer, there's no one pushing them to say, you know what, get going, start working, start now, provide supplies in the summer, meaning they understand the point of Investing, They understand the point of starting small and not waiting until you have all of this money. And also realizing that, yeah, you can fold your arms today, but the Bible already tells us where that ends up. It ends up with poverty coming on you. And also in Luke 14 verse 28, um, the Bible says, For which of you, intending to build a tower, does not sit down first and count the cost, whether he has enough to finish it? We all have dreams. We all have goals. And guys, especially that we were, were at the beginning of the year just now, I was seeing a lot of you doing vision boards, a lot of you kind of planning out what you want. The question is, what is the cost of what you want? Recently, my husband and I um, were praying and have been believing God for something for quite some time. And, you know, we sat down and we told ourselves, say, you know what, babe, how much will this actually cost us? this thing that we're praying and fasting about, like how much will it actually cost us? And the fact that we didn't even know was kind of like um, a point of, I guess, it was almost like an epiphany where we're like, oh, literally in prayer and the Holy Spirit says, okay, how much will it be? And we literally had no idea. And for us, I think um, it was a turning point. It made us know that, it's not everything that you constantly need to pray for 365 days. You need to do a lot more preparation than you need to do praying. And so when God answers your prayer, you'll be ready to execute whatever it is that you want to execute. And, you you know, the Bible also says that faith without works is dead. And, you know, faith is about working sometimes it's just not enough to just sit in your broom and just pray 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 good you've done the prayer you've done the fasting amen what is the cost of what you what what you actually want to do and what you actually want to achieve some of you want to open beauty parlors when you're done with school some of you um might be in school and want to open up businesses, you know, you want to become this hotshot lawyer, you want to become this brilliant doctor, what is the cost and do you actually know it? Even when we go to God and we're asking for, and we go with prayers of supplication, you need to actually know what you're asking for. You know, it's not enough just to say, God, I really, really, really want that car. I really, really want that business. What's the cost of doing that business? Be prepared and allow, you know, God to provide for you. But even for what you're asking for, be sure about what it is. And this comes back to the fact that, um, you know, use your skills, use what you have, use where you are um, to better your life. Start early, start with little and start small. The final lesson I'm going to speak on is um, that the knowledge is available. And it's up to me to use it. I wish someone just told me that because the Bible has always been there. These books have always been there. The content has been contenting for a while. The influencers have been influencing for years now. And it has always been up to me to use the knowledge that was before me to get the results that I wanted. And in Proverbs 24, verse 4, the Bible says, By knowledge, the rooms are filled with all precious and pleasant riches. Guys, knowledge is not a joke. And it's not enough to just consume information because we're a generation of consumers. My gosh, when we start scrolling on TikTok and on Instagram, the consumption is honestly beyond me. But it's not enough just to see and flicker and, you know, turn the next page because ultimately we are what we repeatedly do like whatever you would do on a day-to-day basis if all you do is just scroll and scroll and scroll and you see something that inspires you and you're like oh this actually is inspiring all you know is just to repost and not act on it and do anything it's not enough the knowledge has always been available and honestly it would have been such a wake-up call for me I know I've always known, but I wish someone just whispered into my ear and said, Tapio, the knowledge is there. Just use it and get what you want from it. So, you know, in this age where like the knowledge is even too much that we have almost, you know, we have YouTube, YouTube University, as people call it. You can go on YouTube and study whatever it is that you want. I was talking to my sister the other day and she says, oh, oh my God, I started this job. It's so tough. And, you know, they asked me to do something in Excel. All I did is I just opened TikTok and then I checked what I'm supposed to do. And I did the thing at work. I completed my task. And for me, that's what it has always been about. And I wish someone gave me that wake up call way back when. Because if I knew that, yes, the books are there but you actually have to apply what's in the books. You actually have to apply what's in the Bible, especially the Bible blood of Jesus. (laughs) The scriptures are there. The lessons are clear. All you have to do is spend time consecrating yourself and now applying what the Bible says. Because I think um, for a lot of us, especially with the Bible, you know, you can get a book like this book that I'm reading and apply what the book is saying. But I think there's almost like a detachment from applying what the Bible says into our lives and thinking it's aggregative. But the scriptures are always there. The scriptures on finances, like I mentioned earlier, are right there. You can literally Google scriptures on finance, scriptures on knowledge, scriptures on wisdom, and you'll be able to start from there. In Proverbs 18 verse 15, the Bible says the heart of the prudent acquires knowledge and the ear of the wise seeks knowledge. Guys, if your heart and your ears are not seeking and acquiring knowledge, what are you even doing? Um, we can't continue living this robot type of life where, you know, OK, you just listen. And the day goes by and you just listen and the day goes by. Like, when will you actually stand up and use what you know, especially for young people? Um, You know, one thing I like about Gen Z, Gen Z are such fighters and such Gen Z know who they are. You know, like, you know, there's times where I speak to my young brother and he'll be telling me I'm a businessman. I'm going to be this and this and this. And it's not enough that he just says that. This guy actually executes what he says. And for me, I have to respect him because he's applying the knowledge that he's acquiring to an extent. There has to be some form of appreciation for that and respect for that. And this is my encouragement for you as well, is the knowledge is right in front of your eyes, whatever it is. It doesn't matter how complicated what you think you're trying to do is. It's in the Bible it's in the books, it's on online, should be on social media. Now there's even chat GTP. Like it doesn't even matter like what you're trying to do. The information is available. All you have to do is apply it to your life. Because trust me, the moment you just start using this principle in whatever it is, be it you doing a Bible study and going home and applying what you've done or anything, It's up to you. Another quote that I want to highlight from this book is um, where he says, Habits and behaviors never lie. If there's a discrepancy between what you say and what you do, I'm going to believe what you do every time. And this is what I'm going to carry from this podcast and going forward is for all of you. Um, If you're all talk and no action, there's something wrong. And guys, it's time for us to change. And now your privilege is getting this information way before um, some of us did. I think some of these realizations for me were only hitting me two or three, one year ago, but you're getting them now. You have the privilege of time and yes, we don't have all the time in the world, but with the time you have, do your best, do as much as you can and you'll see the rewards that the Lord will have for you. And these are my few pointers to what I wish I knew. And I hope this podcast helps you. I hope you've learned something from today's podcast and I hope you will act on what you have learned. Because for me, I honestly feel like if I went back five years ago and someone was telling me this, i would be a different Apiwa. Honestly, I'll be so, so different. Just to tell me like where you end up, Apiwa, is actually up to you. God, I would date differently. You know, I would do my school differently. I would do my family differently. I would start studying what will affect me and how that can change my life. I would start to see like, okay, from where I'm coming from, what is it that I want to maintain? What is it that I want to change? I would start early, guys. I would start with the little that I had and I would start small. Not to say, if you receive this information later than I'm trying to prescribe it to you. There's something wrong. No, because look, I I learned the information a little later than 21. And look at where I am now. Honestly, it's outstanding the amount of things I've been able to do for myself just from, you know, taking these little notes and just practicing them and just, you know, being consistent with what I do. So guys, start early start with little start with small the knowledge is right in front of you the knowledge is available for you and it's up to you to use it so I hope you guys enjoyed this podcast thank you so much for tuning in I'm so excited to be back and I'm so grateful for the community that we have built and I'll see you guys in the next one bye The Self-Propel Flower is a Christian community that I have created to be a source of communication, conversation, and education for young women. I'm Tapiwasimukwai. I'm a Christian. I'm a wife. I'm a mother, a lawyer, and an academic. I hope that this platform can be a source of wellness and development for young women. Thank you so much for joining us.